everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Duel. I'm Kalechi. And I'm Jamila. And today, we have a very, 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 very special guest today, okay? We are joined by the great Kobe Jones. Yeah, hi everybody. Wake up out there sleeping. I go by the name Kobe Jones. How y'all feeling though? We good. Yeah, we're doing good. good. We're so excited. We're going to try not to fangirl too much on today's <laughs> episode. <laughs> but yeah, we're so excited that you are joining us today, Kobe. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So why don't we just kind of go straight into things? Why don't you let the people know a little bit more about yourself and your journey? My name Daniel Kobe, right? I was born in Lagos. Parents are from Delta State, Nigeria. Grew up in Lagos, Pahakut. I just been moving. Mm-hmm. So it's influenced like everything about me because I've seen different cultures. I've seen people in Lagos. I've seen people in River State. I had to go to like Christmas holidays in the village. Mm. That's Asaba, Delta State. So it's like I've seen people act. I've seen people think, react in different ways and cultures and what they understand. That kind of just makes me think how I think. Yeah. Because it's just like a fusion of everything. Um, My journey. <laughs> so right now I'm in Dallas, Texas, right? Just in case y'all don't know. <laughs> so I didn't came from Delta, Lagos, Pataka. Now I stay in Houston, Texas. And I'm in the podcast with the duo in Dallas, Texas. So I be moving. I guess it's just, you know, a gift of the curse for an artist to to see so much and yeah. not really be in one place. You know, and people miss you and you miss people. But you just got to be on the move because you got to make something happen. Musically, I started making music in 2009 when I was in university in Lagos. covering at university and... My best friend at the time, HOD, he just, he told me one day we came back from the summer break and he was like, I started making beats. And I was like, bro, I started rapping. And I was like, for real? I'm like, yeah. So he started sending me beats. <laughs> We're in the same school. And I started singing. That's when I recorded my first track ever. The name of the song was called uh, Ex-Commissioner's Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you cannot let that title go by without explaining. <laughs> yes, explain the title so, what that's about. So during the break, I had met uh, this young shawty. She was the ex-commissioner's daughter, and she was driving me crazy at the time. So it was like, damn, because you're the daughter of an ex-commissioner, you think that you could just get any any boy you want, mm. you know? But I'm not going to fall for you like that. Welcome to my world, that type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was lit. That was the first track I ever recorded in my whole life, The Ex-Commissioner's Daughter. Um, after that, we just started making more records and more records. We were scared at first because we were scared that any song we sing, like people could steal it. But we didn't understand that we were making more, better songs every day. Mm-hmm. So until we realized that, you know, better days are ahead before we could actually grow. Um, when we realized that, then we started like putting in effort and forgetting what we did yesterday because it's like tomorrow's a better day. Um, That's good. That's yeah. Really good. So I graduated in 2013. Uh, 
was meant to go to NYSE. For those that know what NYSE is, as Nigerians, it's a youth service corps after you finish school. But, you know, I'm a rebel. (laughs) 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 So my parents thought I was in NYSE, but I was really on road with my boys, you know, shooting music videos, trying to make something out of the music career. It was tough. That was the toughest year of my life, 2013 slash 14, because I wasn't home and I wasn't anywhere. I had nowhere to call home. I was just from city to city, just trying to find a way. Um, Yeah, 2014, ending, the new list of NYSE came and I went finally and I went back home. (laughs) Wait, so did your parents ever realize that you weren't there? No, no, they never did. So there was a crazy, a crazy scenario was, I came back to the city where my parents lived, mm-hmm. and I was in my friend's house. And my friend's house is literally two minutes walk from my house. But my parents never go through that route. So I'm behind my house for like a month and a half. And my dad is telling me, like, we heard you came to Pataka. And I was like, yeah, I came for a video, but I left. But I was just there. Because I couldn't go anywhere anymore. Because really? I, I had no money left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... I'm behind the house and I'm watching everything in my house go on. But, you know, I didn't go home. When it was time and I got my name on the list, I came home and I said, I'm sorry, guys. I wasn't doing that shit all this while. I was making music. Oh, you came clean. Yeah. Oh, that's real. Of course. Like, I'm finna go now, so I'm gonna need this, I'm gonna need that. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna need this, I'm gonna need that. So, now I'm going... If I didn't ask you for this before, that should have told you that I wasn't nowhere. <laughs> but now nah, this is what I need, yeah. you know. So I went, and um, it's crazy because I was there. I got into some trouble, some stupid shit as a rebel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I had to have an extension, right? So my NYSE was extended for another three months. In that three months extension, I got signed. Yeah, I got signed to a record label. Wow. Yeah, so that extension was meant for me. I needed to it get was extended. Purposeful, yeah. Yeah, so I got signed. After NYC, I moved to Lagos with the record label. We were able to push. We dropped the record, Paddle featuring Files. I don't know if you ever got to hear it. I saw the video. Yeah. So that was on TV, on the radio, everywhere in Nigeria. Yeah, they big. still play on the radio, though. It's big, yeah. Yeah, so. That was it. I did Paddle with Files on the Marshall Records. Shout out Marshall Records every day. You know what I'm saying? Forever family. How was it working with Files? Like, at that time, you know, what were you feeling? What were you thinking? I always thought myself as the greatest. No, not the greatest. Just a great. (laughs) 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 But, but like, it was amazing because I didn't expect him to love the record, you know, I was with my producer, STG, and at the time, we was helping Files build his music studio because that's what STG does. He understands sound, so I just help him, you know, fix up people's studios. We did LAX's studio. We were doing Files' studio, and um, our record label, was they, they were sleeping on the record, on, on the paddle record, so we just said, Files, listen to this stuff and tell us what you think. He didn't even know I made music. So we play him the record, and he was like, man, who's this? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> that's me. And he said, 
Are you the only one on the record? And I was like, bro, if that's what you're talking about, man, I'm finna take off my last verse. And he was like, yeah, send it to me. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. My whole life, my whole life just changed. What's even crazier is that when he sent his verse, after we got his verse, everybody went stupid in the studio. was like, damn, Fonzie sent his verse. This is crazy. The next week, he won BET. Really? He won BET. That's wild. So I'm dropping my record with the current BET holder, and it was like, whew. You know, sadly enough, you know, everything didn't work out with the label as it should. Because, you know, we're human beings, so mistakes, you know. Yeah. Then I came to the States. So I'm giving you my whole journey, right? Mm -hmm. So I came to the States 2017. And I was making music low-key, just still trying my best. But nothing really ever popped. I dropped a record called All Yours on my birthday 2017, but it didn't pop. Right? So I went back. I went back into, like, the drawing board and into, like, my mental space. And I started making research. I started trying to understand how do people break records in the United States? How do people go internationally viral? Like, how am I getting my one million streams? What am I doing? You know? So it take me from September to May 2018. September 2017, I didn't drop nothing until May. Yeah. And in May, I dropped a record called Conscious. And I got everybody conscious about Kobe Joe. That was the record that changed everything. Because I had to go understand what ne what was needed to be done. And um, I can't say what I, I, you know, I figured out. But when it's time for me to say it, I'm going to tell them. But I figured out some things that are necessary to be who you were supposed to be. And I tried it on Conscious and it went stupid. Uh, Conscious was, was my biggest song until my last EP dropped. Conscious right now has like over a million or something streams. But it was important that I broke, like, my last record because it's like, yeah, there has to be growth, right? You have to surpass yourself, right. So I dropped Conscious and he went, it was good. You know, I'm still on the come up. You know, I'm still trying to get there. Conscious was good. I dropped my first EP in June 2018, June 29th. It was the same day that Drake dropped Scorpio. I didn't even know he was dropping. Yeah. <laughs> it still went good, though. For my level, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I drop, I drop, I drop my EP, and it was good. Then, you know, 2019, I linked up with my brother DJ Boat. So I'm from Nigeria, and he's from Ghana. So we made a a tape called Danger Ghana, just cause um, we want unity for Africa. Yeah, you know, Jollof is not enough to make us fight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Twitter seems to think so. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. enough to make us fight. So we were like, man, bro, if music is a universal language, then let's speak this language. You know, yeah. they say music is love, so like, let's still speak that language of love. So we made that EP, and wow, the reaction to the EP was just amazing. People just love it, and um, so that's my journey though, musically. So that's 2019 to 2020, 2009 to 2020. That's yeah. the journey of the music. That is a That's ten year, ten plus year journey. Yeah. Yeah. How would you say that during that time you were able to stay focused on your vision and to know this is the goal and this is the dream that I have for myself and I don't need to give up on this? Because a lot of people would have given up. Mm -hmm. 
But it's funny because every time I stumble, it's a joke to me. It's like, what? You try to stumble? <laughs> Get up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 I have never felt like I needed to quit music. Music is the only thing that actually makes me feel like I have a reason to be alive. Mm. The music to me is it's not for fame. This is this is a purpose God gave me to have to look towards tomorrow and just be like, I I see tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if I see tomorrow, then I could create better music. And maybe one day, you know, they'd be happy that I was, you know, existent to make music. So basically, I don't think I have never felt like I needed to stop. Ten years went by so fast. I still feel like I was seventeen. <laughs> yeah, I swear to you, like it went back so. Like I remember everything I'd done, but I still feel like it was yesterday. So I, I I'm, I'm still gonna give it another twenty, thirty years. I'm finna be old with the gray hair, and, still, <laughs> and they would come into the podcast, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I remember when I dropped that heat record back in the day." But yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it, at the end of the day, it's the life that I was given. Right. So I'm gonna just leave it to the fullest. Yeah. No complaints. Do you feel like you know you have this gift for making music for creating content? Do you feel that you were supported during this journey? Because I mean, ten plus years—that's a—that's a long time. And I know you had that voice in the back of your mind telling you, you know, keep going, but. Did you do you feel like you receive adequate support from outsiders to help you in this journey and in this process? So, well, that's a very tricky question because you know when you say outsiders, it means everybody in the world. That's true. Even your family, you know, what I'm saying your close friend circle. So, family too is another big word. Well, I'm gonna just break it down. Uh, I'm gonna start with family. So, pops and moms at first. It was like, why? Yeah. Of everything you want to do, you want to go sing. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't send too many people fail. Right. But I'm not failing. I read. Yeah. I told my mama, like, mama, I ain't going to fail. You know that, right? And she's afraid because she sees the determination inside of me, and I'm not going to stop. Right. Right. So Papa and Mama were confused why, you know, Pops didn't never, ever accept my music. Until my NYSE escapade. <laughs> and I was like, you can't stop me. This is what I want to do, right? I'm a grown man. That was sorted. My mom always listened to all my new records. She never just tell my dad that I dropped. So she was always listening. Yeah, mom's always like, oh, don't sing too high next time. Just So she... That's real. Yeah. Low key. My brothers? My brothers are my biggest supporters ever. Now to the everybody else. Along the line, along the road, as I travel my journey, there's been people that support me in different times, right? And shout out to those people. Shout out Mr. Miami. Because, you know, you're going to learn stuff. And as you learning, as you meeting people, you learn from them. Some people are productive, so while some others are not. But everybody has a purpose in Absolutely. your life, right? Nothing is a coincidence. So I've met people that have helped. You know, I went from um, working in a little studio in Lagos to NYSE. I met the record label, Marshall Records. I learned from them. And I'm in the United States now, independent. 
have my own label, my manager working, you know, shout out Laddie, you know, my manager working hard. We're making shit pop, right? So it's like support. I don't know, man. I feel like people believe in you if they really want to believe in you. My whole school, I don't know if my school support me. Maybe they do in secret, you know, because you really don't know. We have we have over five million streams right now, and we don't know, you know. Probably my school people are in it. Probably my my high school. Probably my university. Maybe people from my NYC. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I can't I can't say they support me or not. Sometimes it feels very quiet and lonely, but it's life, you know. Yeah. Even if I'm not a musician, it'll feel like that. So I don't let it get personal. I just take it and feel my music. Get back in the booth and say something that I feel. Right. And then when I bring it out, if you feel some type of way, then that means you heard it. Yeah. For you to feel some type of way, that means you got to you. That means you heard listen to it. You played it first, then you listened, then you thought about it, then you felt some type of way about it. Mm-hmm. So that means you supported even without knowing. Because right. every stream counts. You know, so support, yes. Everybody supports me. They don't know, but they support me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You really do bring a good point. So now that you are based in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. The hustle is different. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you got to turn it up a notch, a notch. You have to turn it up a notch. Yeah. Right. So do you feel that? How do you compare the difference between your hustle back in Nigeria versus your hustle here as an artist and a creator? That's crazy that you ask. Because a lot of people in Africa think I'm on holidays. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Holidays could have ended a long time ago. Uh America crazy. Um, First of all, in Nigeria, you have to pay rent like once a year, right? I got to pay every month. Mm. I got to hustle. I got to find a way to pay it. Um, music is good, music pay, but you still got to make more. Right. Um, America makes you understand that you got to double up on any, everything that you do. And I like it because I never been the one to be lazy. I'm not that type of guy. I like to be active. Yeah. Today could be my day off and I'm already working still because I like it. You know why? Because what am I doing lying down and sleeping? And waiting for inspiration to hit me. Right. No, that's not life. I want to be on go. And when the inspiration hit me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home early today because I want to go sing. Mm-hmm. You feel me? The American hustle is, to me, it's a little bit tougher than the Nigerian hustle. Because I done done both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have. Um, that dual perspective. Nigeria you, could, Nigeria, you could just chill and, you know, your friend or family could, you know, help you with some few stuff i'm in america by myself like i have family spread around but ain't nobody catering for me it's me and i like that because being independent is 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 a, is a mind state that everybody needs you know like it's like entrepreneurship you're about to get into this big water of opportunity but you could drown if you do not keep your head up mm. so it's like it's like being independent is like coming into a world where there's endless opportunities, but understanding that you got to just go get it. Right. There's been so many downs. I'm not going to say everything, but there's been so many downs that when I first got here, I wanted to go back. 
I was like, damn, how the fuck am I supposed to survive? Like, sorry, excuse my French, but like, how am I supposed to survive in this, in this, in this world? But then I was like, God, I need a sign to stay in America or not. But you know, God is really amazing in in a weird way. And I believe in God a lot. So that day I prayed and I stepped out in the morning. I'm driving this shorty car, right? And I was, she just texted me like, can I get some Chinese? And I was like, all right, bet. And I'm finna turn into the street to go get Chinese. And I run into a school bus. Like you hit the school bus. Run into a school bus at 3.45 p.m. That's when kids get out. Yeah, Yeah, but good thing is they just dropped them. So the bus was empty. Thank God. And I asked God for a sign to stay in the States. Shit, I couldn't go nowhere. I had to pay that ticket. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I did not expect that story. To yeah, go like I wasn't that. expecting it to go that way either. Had to pay that. Yeah, yeah, it was the same day. I had to pay that ticket. My ticket was seven hundred and ten dollars. Mm. Whoa! Wow. And the car damages was about sixteen hundred. So that's me staying. I had to fix that. Mm. Pay my ticket on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, after I paid that, I survived like a bird in the sky, gliding through everything with, you know, understanding that things could go south, but you could bounce back. Like, if, because if, if I told him to give me a sign and he gave me something light, I probably would be like, fuck that, I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No way I could go. I had to first make that 710. Then after that, fix that car for Shorty. Because she got to go to work. Mm-hmm. She looking at me like, what's going on? You feel me? Mm-hmm. That was the craziest sign of my whole life. So that made me stay. Imagine how drastic it is. And there was no kids in the bus. So it's obvious that he didn't want to put me in that big trouble. Because the cops didn't even cuff me. You know, they were like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. And everybody thought I was going to get arrested and stuff. But it was so smooth. They were like, okay, go pay your ticket with it. You know, so... um, You see how different it is from Nigeria and America? Yeah. It's a new world. But damn, I'm the same person going through life. I'm just thinking, like... Because I naturally, I like to put myself in the shoes of other people. I'm thinking, like, if things are easier in Nigeria compared to here in America, you know, even with the sign, I naturally would think, let me go back to Nigeria where things are much simpler and easier. So in addition to the sign, like what, why, what's, what kept you here? Even though it's just naturally, you're like, I need to, it just makes sense for you to go back to Nigeria. Yeah. So, I never like when things are too easy. Mm. If I'm talking to show and it's too quick, I'm scared. <laughs> so that's how you navigate. Uh, yeah, facts. I just like, man, damn, that was quick. You like a challenge. That's good. I need to feel like, you know, there's something there. It's like a treasure. You have to find a treasure. You don't just stumble into it. You got to actually understand that there's a treasure in that part of the world and you go get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. I stayed in America because, first of all, my music has always been more international. 
And even when I was back in Nigeria, people be saying, is this boy based in America? People come to my studio and they be they be trying to buy the records thinking that I was in the States. And I be there in their presence and they be like, Who sang this song, man? This shit's so international. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the great. at the end of the session, I'll be like, bro, I'm the one that sang that record, and they'd be like, Wow. So um I stayed because I knew that there was something for me. You know what's crazy? Is that before I had that accident. I was listening to the instrumental for Conscious, right? The song that changed my life. Conscious. I was writing the song, literally, when I turned into that school bus. Wow. Oh, you were thinking about the lyrics. I was writing. Like, I was literally writing on my phone. But don't drink. Don't, don't. No, I wasn't even drinking. Wow. Don't, don't drive and use your phone. No distracted driving is a bad thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It could have gone way south for me. I could have gone and deported. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I wasn't, so... That's why I say God actually gave me a sign like you could make it. I was writing Conscious. And when I dropped Conscious, my life changed. Everything changed. Everything about Cody Jones changed. Like, I went from 14,000 streams to like 500,000. Wow. Imagine that. Yeah. Like, if I had gone to Nigeria, nothing for me. Wow. Nothing for me. I swear to God. People say I should have been bigger if I was back in Nigeria, but I don't think they understand the meaning of big. What I see is different from what they see. Mm, that vision. You know that what I'm vision. saying? You have the vision. They say, they say I would have been, like, I was on the phone with my cousin in LA last night, and he was like, bro, people are calling me from Nigeria, and they're saying that if you didn't come to America, you would have been big. And I'm like, bro, what do you call big? I have people around the world sending me videos daily. I have people going stupid for my records daily. I don't even know. They create challenges for themselves. And dance. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm making music that connects to everybody, not just my people. And it's important to me because music in general is it's, it's a universal language. It's not it's not a one-person thing. It's not a one-country. It's not a one-continent thing. It's, it's for everybody. So it don't matter where I am. Nigeria, United States... Hong Kong, whatever. I was on the charts in Wuhan, China during the pandemic. Really? That's crazy. I was in the chart two times. The first time I was 167. The second time I was 97 oh. on the Shazam charts. What it means to me is like they listening to my stuff in Wuhan in a pandemic. What does that mean? It don't really matter where I am. So they need to get over it in, right. in Nigeria and stop feeling like I deserted them because I never deserted them. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, they, I didn't come to America and I'm speaking some type of. I'm making Afro beats. I'm making what's, you know, traditional and cultural to me. Mm-hmm. I'm making what's in my heart. But I guess you know, it takes time to understand stuff. So they will get it. So I, there's no way I should have come back. It wasn't meant to be. I was meant to see what my destiny was out here. It didn't change nothing. Like I'm still Nigerian to the to the bone, to the core. Like everything is still is still me. I'm just seeing differently, and it's gonna be for the good of a lot of people there. Cause you know, by the time I learn as much as I can learn, I'm still gonna be productive for people out there. Cause that's home. I'm still gonna help people back home. That's why I'm you know brushing up on everything. You know, I listen to a lot of Jay Z and Nipsey Hussle because you know they were about they people. And I'm about my people. Absolutely. But I got to first, you know, create a good foundation that my people could ride on good, you know, but they don't see that part. 
And that's the beauty behind the struggle. Because if they see what I go through, instead of them believing in me, they be scared. They be sad. Yeah. But they can't see it, so they're just happy and they either hating or loving. But that's a good place to be at. It's better than pity. I don't want nobody pitying me. Because if they if they step into my shoes, damn. <laughs> America crazy. <laughs> but we here though. And we thriving. Five million streams away from two. When I left Nigeria, I had 21, 21, uh, 21,000 views. On YouTube, I didn't even know that I had streams on Spotify. I didn't even know. When I came here, I had 7,000 streams on Spotify on Paddle. I can't remember when I had 7,000 last. Probably I did it in one day. Wow. And that just, like, speaks to, like, your trajectory as an artist. Like, where you're going to head. It's that Bob Molly fella type of status. Yeah. Like, I'm finna speak to the whole generation. Like, they don't even know. But they're gonna be thanking God that Kobe Jones exists. For real. Because, first of all, I'm not making music because I want them to dance. I'm making music so that they can understand. Yeah. The music, I try to make it as fun as possible because I'm a fun person. But it's really hope. Whatever I say is actually hope. I'm actually just making them understand that you could do this. But you gotta be true to yourself. Yeah. Nobody's doing it like you though out here. They don't they don't really understand what the gift is. Because it's a gift. If it's a gift, that means you didn't buy it, right? Yeah. That means it was given to you. Mm-hmm. So you you don't you can't brag about it. Yeah. Because you don't even know what it is. It was given to you. You don't know what the person did to get it. So if I'm giving a gift of music, I'm gonna give it out freely. Right. And that means I have no form of pride or bravado or or any type of clout hanging over my head to make me feel like I'm boss. No. When it comes to music, that's the realest part you ever see me. Like, when we're talking about music, I don't even try to be humble because I feel like people pretend when it comes to humility. I don't even know what that is. I just enjoy the fact that I was blessed with this. And I'm hoping that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. I'm just hoping that you enjoy it, that you get it. If you do get it, then you're going to have a great time. Earlier, I know you spoke on inspiration and how you try to be inspired. How would you say you try you stay inspired being very immersed in the American culture, but knowing that you're, you're your purpose and your mission is to create Afrobeast music. How do you keep yourself fresh? How do you keep the creative ideas flowing? Okay, so my purpose is not to create Afrobeats. My purpose is to create music. Okay. Okay. My origin is African, so my tr- tradition and culture is Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep myself fresh with everything I see. You know, the stars, the beautiful women. <laughs> The parties, um, lifestyle, pain. Um, my daily life is enough to inspire me because when I got to America, I told myself, like, I just, I left my crown at home. I'm finna pick up another crown. I'm finna have two crowns. That means if I was a king back home, I'm finna be a king here. I don't care what it takes. I'm gonna be a king here. I'm about to have two crowns on my head. Um, I'm inspired by the fact that 
It has taken me long time to get to the point that I want to be at. But I'm still inspired. I'm still motivated. I feel like I just started yesterday. I feel like I want to I wanna sing. I want to say something. I want to write songs. I want to just keep going. Because at the end of the day, if I wasn't writing songs, what am I doing right now? Sleeping? Like sleeping for real? Watching Netflix? What am I going to be doing? I, I, that's nothing to do. Like, what do people do? I don't know what people do, like, during the day. It's that. Or playing video games. Or playing video games. Yeah. You feel me? I haven't even played my FIFA since 2019. I haven't had time for that. I'd rather just put on the mic and just say something. You know what I'm saying? But um, I stay inspired by everything. Like, you can say a story and it inspired me. I can see a post on Instagram and inspire me. I, I My brain likes to work in a way that um, it goes deeper than just the surface value if I see something and you say, my heart aches because of this, there's a lot that your heart can ache from. So my brain just starts working, working in ways like, what is your heart aching about? Why is it aching? Who made it ache? When will the ache stop? What can you do to stop the ache? My brain just starts going stupid. Yeah. And it's like a wheel that just keeps rotating until I just get an idea. Oh, shit. Ah, that could be a song. <laughs> And I try it, and it's, sometimes it doesn't work, and I'm like, man, you're stupid for even thinking that could be a song. Yeah. I'm a normal human being. So it's try, fail, try again. Oh, that made sense. Try again. Nah, that's fucked up. You know? So it's just a roller coaster wheel of, you know, emotions. Definitely. That's how I get inspired. It took me a long time to realize that failure is not a bad thing and it's just something that can just keep pushing you forward. It can provide inspiration and the lessons that you learn from the mistakes that you make just push you forward. It's 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 not a bad thing really at all. It's just research and development for life. Yeah, it, it is. is. That's all it is. It is. So I think like, okay, so you talk about what has inspired you or what inspires you. I want to know, or we want to know, who inspires you uh, in terms of, I know you mentioned Nipsey and Jay-Z, but is there anyone in the space that you're in, in Afrobeats, that inspires you as an artist? You know what's crazy? I, I actually saw Burner Boy before he blew up. I knew Burner Boy from Pataka. Yeah. His his house, the, the record label house, was a hundred naira taxi from my house. He, their house used to be in Air Force Base. I, I was in Rupaku. So it was like a hundred dollars. And I had a friend called Ozone. Shout out Ozone. Ozone taught me how to freestyle. Um, Ozone invited me to the house and I came and I saw Bona. And the crazy thing, I just saw Bona on TV. He just dropped a new video, I beg, I beg, I beg. Mm-hmm. But he hadn't, he wasn't big at all. And I told him like, bro, I saw you on TV today. He was like, well, you're for real? What channel? And I told him it was MTV and, um, he wasn't my friend. I just used to go there right. and learn and listen. Study. Study. What I understand is I needed to see him at that point and to see him where he is. Burner was in Houston. I opened up for Burner. This is crazy because this is how I think. I think that whatever I see is meant for me if I say it is for me. Mm. Now, I saw Burner there and I saw Burner in the United States right when Burner was big it makes me understand like I'm finna get there I'm finna pass that right I need to learn from this person because this person I'm seeing yeah. 
this is the person you saw at that level and you have been now it, like the level I saw Burner, I've been on that level and I've passed it. But now I'm I'm going to see the level that you know Burner is in a bigger level right now and I'm going to get there too. I know I'm going to get there and I'm going to pass it but like I'm going to have to see it. People have come to meet me like, "Bro, I saw you on TV." That's the level I saw Burner. Do you get what I mean? It's yeah. like history repeating itself. I had to see that. Now, before I even got the record deal and I moved to Lagos, Lucky Phase 1, I was leaving. It was a friend of mine, her name Corey. There was a day she just randomly said she wanted to take me on a ride to go see celebrities. Random. This was before I even got signed. And we go to Whiskey House. We go to The Bands. We go to EIA, Triple MG. I saw Techno. I saw all these people. I went to their houses. The next year, I was their neighbor. Wow. Wow, wow. I was their neighbor in Lucky Phase 1. What I'm saying to you is when I see something, I think it's for me. So when I see a Lamborghini, I feel like, yeah, that's my shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. but it has happened too many times that I understood that oh shit yo don't take it for granted cause this is you know I feel like God speaks to me in weird ways I told you he, I asked for a sign he had to show me like you gotta stay and I stayed and he hasn't been bad like it's been tough as fuck but it hasn't been something I couldn't stand I was telling my best friend in Nigeria two weeks ago what I had gone through and that's the quiet, the most quiet time I've ever heard him in my life. I'm saying that my best friend would talk back at me even before I even say something. Mm. I've never heard him quiet. This is quiet conversation for like about an hour. I was just telling him about what I am going through for me to get to where I am right now. And he was like, bro. That's what I'm saying. After I talked, he was like, bro, I didn't imagine this could be possible. Mm. Do you think I'm on holidays? <laughs> So even your best friend didn't even realize like the struggle that you were going. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't have an idea. No. No clue. Like he was shocked. Yeah. Shout out DJ Blinky. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out DJ Blinky, Mister Now Stuff. I love my brother for life. Man, you're really your story is really inspiring. I feel like even just listening to you and the drive that you have to just keep going and keep pursuing your dreams or just keep sharing your gifts. I want to say keep sharing your gifts instead of pursuing your dreams because I genuinely believe that you have a gift for creating music. Like yeah. it's so inspiring to hear you talk about that as 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 a listener, you know. Um I guess my question for you is just you know, do you feel like you, you you inspire me, right? And you talk about who has inspired you. And I know we mentioned about support. Uh, support. Do you feel that the people that um, inspired you, do you feel that you always receive that support from those individuals that you came across? Like Fowles, watching Burnable. I know you didn't know him personally, but watching all these different Afrobeats artists, especially with you being based here in the United States, do you feel that you receive that support? There, there comes a time in a person's life where a certain musician is going to help him. Um, right now might not be the time. Yeah. But when the time is right, Bernard's going to be like, wow, I didn't even know I was teaching you this. Now you're teaching me this. You know what I'm saying? So I don't need their support right now. I need them to be good. And when I'm good enough, they're going to be like, yeah, I'm happy I got in contact. Like, I'm happy there was something about you that's, you know, from me. So it's not really about, I don't, I'm not expecting nothing back from them. 
You know what I'm saying? Files was God bless Files forever for jumping on that record because you know he, he didn't charge me nothing. You know he just did it out of love. I swear. You know that was one of the most humbling moments of my career. You know when somebody just genuinely just loves a record and be like, bro, I didn't have no record out. Files jumped on my very first record in the world, like wow, my that's very crazy. Yeah, that's like that tells you that like there's purpose here. You know what I'm saying? Like the first thing they ever heard of me, like in the world, had files on it. You know, and that's why I've been able to give back like features without thinking about nothing. Some people deserve to be charged because they're just assholes. <laughs> But yeah. but apart from that, like some people, when I feel your passion and I feel what you're going for, your drive, I jump on your record. If I feel it, I jump on it. Because first of all, I somebody jumped on my record when I was nobody. So it just made me understand. like, And that still shows me that I meant to give. Because why would he jump on my stuff? Mm-hmm. But he jumped without no hesitation. I even went back like, bro, I want to give you this. And he was like, nah, man, bro, I'm not taking your money if you wanted to buy a drink. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Files forever. You know, God bless you, brother. Like we're blessed to bless other people. Like that's that's part it's of a purpose. gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't be proud about a gift. We could be happy for it, but we can't boast about it. Right. You know, it's a gift. Those that boast about it, I don't know, but like, look at people like Bob Marley. Look at people like Phil. They weren't using their their gifts to. To feel big, they were using their gifts to help. Right. Look at Michael Jackson. He, boy, he can't even feel big. All he could do is dress nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't use this talent to to make other people feel little. That's whack. You know what I'm saying. That's whack. I mean, she's not doing it for the right reasons. I'm doing this so that the next generation of people will be like, man, I want to sing. Man, I want to talk my shit. Kobe Jones talked his shit and he was the greatest. I want to talk my shit. I don't care if I have to do my chorus like these people, but I want to do what, like, Kobe Jones did that. I'm going to try that. You know what I'm saying? You see, this, this record called Call Melanin. Ooh, I love Call Melanin. <laughs> it's, 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 it's going stupid right now yeah. and people just love it. And originally, the name of the record was called Kobe's Vibe. <laughs> yeah. Why I called it Kobe's vibe is because it was not conventional. It was, I wanted to just talk my shit first before I even cooled down. So I just went on lyrical all through, like until when I took a break on the record. You did, you did. When I played for some people, right, they were like, damn, bro, why are you not cooling down? And I was like, that's how I felt. I wanted to say what I felt, right? And after I did, I played it for my manager. And he was like, he's not really feeling this. He wanted this other one. <laughs> and I was like, bro, just chill and just watch. Because that's really my vibe. You know, that's me. Yeah. And I know they will get me. It might take them time. Because it always takes time. I could say something to you today. And it'd probably take you like two weeks to be like, oh, shit. That's what he meant. Because some things are deeper than just the surface, right? Mm-hmm. So Carl Millennium came out and boom, people love it. And my manager's looking stupid. <laughs> manager, you looking stupid because you didn't even know Carl Millennium hit. But either ways though, you know, even the one that he was bragging about, it didn't even peak as much. 
what I'm trying to say is this music stuff, as long as it's your heart, people gonna feel it. Because everybody got a heart. So I guess that's where we could connect from. We all got hands, we got eyes, but we all have hats. So if if I speak to your heart, you're gonna feel it and she's gonna feel it too because she's like, Why are you so sad? I listen to this song. <laughs> and you play the song for her and she's like, Damn, I feel it too. So that's it. It's a gift. It's just a gift. As we begin to wrap up, one thing I really want to know is throughout our conversation with you, I can tell that your mindset and your resolve is very strong. And you've been through a lot of, you know, trials and tribulations, but you still keep that positive mindset. You even describe yourself as a happy boy. So I want to know what are some things that you do maybe on the daily or some things that you have in your routine to keep your your mindset, you know, focused on the greater good and not to get bogged down by some of the bad things you might go through? Uh, exercise. <laughs> I like to do push-ups. It makes me, it makes my heart pump good. So I'm alive. It's a reminder that I'm alive. First of all, I'm alive. Thank God. You can't hope if you're dead. You can't pray if you're dead. You can't sleep. You're just done. So I I do push-ups to remind myself that my heart is pumping. Mm-hmm. All right, after I do that, I don't know, I like to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of songs that I've created is when I'm making the dishes. I'm just washing. Wow. <laughs> That's never right. heard that I'm washing my I'm yeah. I'm, I'm washing my dishes and I'm thinking because that I I feel like when I'm washing dishes, my brain is just going into like my whole existence at that point because that was the chore that I was given growing up. My mom be like, "You sweep the sitting room, you do this," but I was to do the dishes and I hated it at the time mm-hmm. because it was a lot. But I just be there because I'm the first son. So I just be washing the dishes. So every time I wash the dishes, it's like I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to reminisce. So understanding where I'm coming from and where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Being grateful for what I have. So I don't let I don't let no no like future tribulations and trials or bills. Cause America just comes with a lot of bills and people get, you know, phased out with the fact that they have to pay. I don't like none of that. I I always, you know, take my time to be grateful for what I got. Because what I have right now, I didn't have it before. I came to the States with, in total, couldn't have been 30,000 streams. Like, all through my life. I'm over 5 million. Like, can you imagine the difference in three years? Yeah, It's incredible. So, first of all, I'm grateful. Like, I'm steady grateful, telling myself, like, Thank God that I'm still thriving. Because some people have gone up and gone down. But I'm still growing. So it's like, okay, I'm washing the dishes and I'm just grateful. Like, oh man, shit, I'm chilling, bro. Like, what? Ain't nobody coercing me to do it. I'm doing my own dishes. I'm not squatting under nobody's roof. I'm doing it for myself. These crazy thoughts that come to my mind. So those things just inspire me. I like to... Remember who I am, where I'm coming from, what I am right now, and what I'm about to do. Because I know I'm going to do great things. It might take me time, but understanding who I am and what I can do. I'm making records that are making females smile around the world. <laughs> smile. 
and 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 it makes me feel like oh wow i mean i could say something to this female that can make him smile you know so yeah that's who i am i love your mindset so much it took me so long to realize that everything in my life flows from my mind you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like if you have a positive mindset if you cultivate good things from your mind everything that flows from your life will follow that mm-hmm. so it's just really amazing to see that after you know fighting for your dream and for your purpose for so long that your your resolve has not changed no and your motivation is still there it's really it's, good it's, it's getting stronger because now it's not just about me anymore now i'm thinking about i'm gonna be big i'm gonna sign artists you know what i'm saying i'm thinking about i'm gonna go back to nigeria and get people to be more international before it was about me blowing now it's about me blowing and getting everybody else to blow it's mm, so yeah, it, the good. motivation is becoming more mm-hmm. it's intriguing I'm, I'm i'm shocked like you too it, it blows my mind i'm happy to want to do man so 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 inspirational um even just like your project that just released now coca I mean, that is a whole fire, <laughs> fire, 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 flames. I mean, I really want to hear from you just like what Coca is for you, what this project means to you as an artist. There's a Jay-Z record called um, Rap Game slash Crack Game. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. you got to sell the records like it's crack. You got to make them want it. I wanted to make an addictive record. And I heard Coca's addictive. It is addictive. <laughs> it is. So I made Coca so that everybody could have something they could latch on to. And when they have withdrawals, they know what to do. They got to just go listen to Kobe Jones. Um, my name, Kobe Jones, um, is... My last name is Okobe. That's um, Okobe. And Jones is the feeling that I bring. That's um, the strong desire to love. You know, love Jones is also is also could mean like when you're high or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Coca just meant like I'm giving you a love that you cannot resist. It's like an addictive love, and I felt like I was feeling that type of love at the time. You know, a love that if you have a withdrawal, you feel bad. Like where's she? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm screaming Coca, <laughs> Coca. <laughs> You know, so that's 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 what coca means to me. It means a love that I can't do without. It's it's an addiction. I'm not addicted to shit though, but like, I'm saying that love is so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. I'm happy you like it though. It's, love it's it. good. It's, it's real good. <laughs> yeah. More, 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 more type of cocas are coming. I look forward. We look forward to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we look forward to it. It's definitely a banger and. We are so excited for everyone to just have this piece, this project from you. I mean, it is so, it is, it is so reminiscent of just being in the bar at the club. I know I said this to you, <laughs> being in the bar at the club, and you know, you you see someone you like, you see a ting, or you wit your ting, <laughs> <laughs> and y'all are just vibing and listening to the music. I love it. Like yeah. it's really a banger, and I'm just so excited to see just what comes of it going forward. Yeah, it's great to things from now on. Always, you know, we keep going up. You know. One of my slogans is "Great things take time." Yeah. Yes, I couldn't have said all these things ten years ago. I wasn't mature enough. I hadn't seen enough. I hadn't even seen America like this. 
You know what I'm saying? Now I've seen America. I've seen Paris. I've seen cities. That makes me understand how people think generally. I'm not making music for just the African folk. Right. Everybody needs the music. Yeah. Everybody. It's 8 billion people. I have to serve my purpose to 8 billion. So I got to be considerate. Mm-hmm. I got to try for everybody, even those in India. Yeah. So it's love. Yeah. It's love always. <laughs> Kobe, where can the people find you if they want to connect with your your brand, your music? Where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I think every social media goes by the name Kobe Jones. That's K-O-B-I-J-O-N-Z. Uh, everywhere you could just find me. Send me a DM, like mention me, tweet at me, whatever. Man, I'm not complex. I'm chill. You could mm-hmm. you could get at me. I I talk back for sure. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here with the duel. On that note, we are going to wrap up this episode. Hey. I am your host, Jamila. I'm Kalechi. Again, I'm Kobe Jones, baby. Wake him up there sleeping. Look, Dallas has been a vibe. Hey. Thank you for having me. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and we will catch y'all on our next episode. Hey, Duelists. If you aren't already, make sure you follow the Duel Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in. 